0: Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. I'm going to be your host tonight. My name is Mike, but you can call me Captain Jack, because I am the entertainer this evening. I'm the big shot. I'm the uptown girl. Okay, scratch that last one. <laughs> but as you might have <laughs> guessed, this month we are diving into the wonderful discography of the great Billy Joel, We you're going to be deciding. What is the greatest Billy Joel song? I, of course, cannot do this by myself. I've got a panel here with me, but uh, I may be a little more biased than your typical unbiased host here on Boozy Bracketology. We'll see how this plays out. But uh, first, let me introduce you to the panel we have tonight. We're going to start all the way out in Las Vegas, Nevada. John, how are you doing tonight? And what are you drinking? And yes, I did I get that right? Is it Nevada or Nevada? I always get chastised for mispronouncing
1: it. it. It is official. It's Nevada.
0: Okay, I got it right. Woohoo!
1: There you go. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing good. And uh, you know what, Mike? Uh, you may be right. This is a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, but what is nice not enough. a lot of pressure is drinking this delicious Knob Creek Smoke Maple Kentucky Bourbon.
0: There we go. Nice. Oh, that's a good sound. Oh yeah. All right. That and sounds lovely. And, uh, coming up next, you just heard her, uh, newcomer to boozy bracketology. We have from out in Garter, North Carolina, Kelly, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And, uh, since you're new, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I am excellent. Thanks for having me. Um, I am drinking a honey Riesling tonight. So I I decided to go the wine route rather than the whiskey route, which would be my, my other usual, um, but I'm good. This is my first time here. So I'm really excited. Um, I've never, this is officially my first ever bracket for anything. I don't participate in March Madness or anything like that. So I am 34 and filling out my very first bracket.
0: <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> so I'm excited. Well, you're you're about to experience all the heartache that comes with it, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see. But we'll see how things go. We're happy to have you. Uh, and closing out tonight's panel, we're running with three for this particular bracket from... I always mess this up. Speaking of mispronunciations, Muscatine? Yep. Iowa. There we go. Muscatine, Iowa. We have Brian Nash. How are you doing tonight and
3: what are you drinking? Um, well, sometimes I've been known to go to extremes. <laughs> but don't ask me why cuz the night is still young and I've been looking forward to this bracket for the longest time. <laughs> uh, I am doing fantastic. Uh, I don't have anything fancy tonight. I'm just going with some classic from New Belgium. I've got some fat tire ale here since we've got whiskey, we've got wine, and now we've got some beer. So, to include the, (laughs) it hit the floor. Yep. (sighs) Yep. Always good. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: Well, I'll be joining you tonight on the beer train, uh, as per my usual. I uh, just pulled one of these out of my fridge. I think this is killing off the four pack. It is from the Evil Twin Brewing Company out of New York City. New uh, York, York City. City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know which part of New York City, but uh, so, but that's still vaguely fitting, given the, the origins of one Mr. Billy Joel. Uh, this uh, this beer has it caught my eye because its name, and I kid you not, is that moment you think it's a parking spot and then boom, motorcycle. <laughs> that, that is the name of the beer. So
2: it's terrible. <laughs> Got
0: it. It's, it's actually very good. Uh, it is a triple India pale ale, uh, double dry hopped with citra. Motuika and Sabro Hops, if you're uh, at all knowledgeable of that sort of thing, which I am not, nor do I pretend to be. Let's get that can pop, though. There we go. This is delicious. And I'm going to enjoy it very much uh, as we dive into this bracket. But uh, real quick, before we get into it, John, you put this bracket together. Uh, you want to just talk real quick about your methodology? Because I think some of the seeding might surprise a few people.
1: Yes, yeah, so... Um, whenever I do a bracket, I like to use something tangible, um, and, uh, more, uh, objective than subjective to put mm-hmm. them in an order. Um, if this was, honestly, if this was in a subjective order, to be honest, some of the things that you would expect to be even higher than they are would actually probably be even lower. So I thought it was only fair to use something objective. So I, I went by, um, uh, Hot 100 ranking. So the the better that did on the charts, the higher I put it on. I also tried to take into account of some accountability, um, the popularity of of certain songs, as it were. Sure. Especially if there were, if especially if there were multiple ones that had reached a certain level, I tried to take that into account.
0: Okay. Well. That sounds good. Yeah, I definitely, I, I remember asking you about that when I first saw the bracket because I was like, uh, what, when I saw a couple of seedings. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, we're going to dive into this bracket, though. Uh, tonight, we're going to do the first half of the round of 32. And then the next episode, we will do the other half as we continue to we'll whittle this down. Let's get into it. Your first matchup for the night or day, whenever you're listening to this. We're just having to be recording this at night. Is it the, going to be the number one seed? We didn't start the fire. For the number 16 seed, Captain Jack. John, you are first.
1: Okay, so I think it might surprise people that actually I think We Didn't Start the Fire is actually probably Billy Joel's most popular song in terms of like charting and, and probably like like YouTube views and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, it is also the the song that he l- likes to perform the least. <laughs> Not because he necessarily hates the song, but because it it doesn't provide any kind of uh, You know, musical creative satisfaction is a fairly one note song. Um, that being said, I am not a fan of Captain Jack. I am one of probably in one of the weird minorities. I know uh, certain family members of mine really love that song. Hmm. I think it's just OK. Um, but I will belt with my entire voice. All the wrong words to We Didn't Start the Fire <laughs> as best I can. So We Didn't Start the Fire
0: gets my vote. And We Didn't Start the Fire is off to an early one nothing lead. We're going to hear from Kelly next.
2: I'll do you one better, John. Not only do I think Captain Jack is like, okay, I hate that song. It is like my least favorite Billy Joel song ever. And I will belt out with my full chest. All the right words to We Didn't Start the Fire (laughs) because I listened to that song on repeat for weeks until I got it all right (laughs) and then looked up what all of them were and started writing trivia questions about it. Ah. So, as far as I'm concerned, We Didn't Start the Fire is like the abstract of American history. And I love that. So, We Didn't Start the Fire also gets my vote.
1: I wanted to ask real quick did we all. Study this song in like AP history. Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Pretty sure it was our
2: whole curriculum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, We Didn't Start the Fire will be moving on because Captain Jack is not going to be getting high tonight. But Brian, I do want to hear from you. Is it going to be a sweep?
3: Well, first off, um, Captain Jack, excuse me, uh, We Didn't Start the Fire came out way after I, I had left high school. <laughs> <laughs> True. I yeah. I comparatively I'm fucking ancient. Um <laughs> but it was I, I I do think we got this right. Um but I I do love me some Captain Jack. Um I got into Billy Joel and started listening to the the depth of his discography. I started picking up a bunch of Well, back in that time, it was a bunch bunch of his cassettes. And I encountered Captain Jack and went, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Did he just say he was going to sit at home and masturbate? What? This, to me, this was kind of an eye-opening song where it was... This was like Billy Joel at his angriest talking Captain Jack. And it was just, there was something that really... it, It was something new and very different, and it was um kind of eye-opening for me so uh as much as i love i I, we're going to talk more about we didn't start the fire later on down the road but i will make it a two to one because i will give captain jack some love because uh he will help me get by tonight
0: (laughs) and captain jack will get that vote in there at the end but not enough to overcome the number one seed we didn't start the fire Uh, No UMBC here, or what was the other one? Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, the two 16 seeds that have won in NCAA history. We've actually had more 16 seeds win in boozy bracketology than NCAA basketball history. But that's neither here nor there. We didn't start that fire, and we're going to be moving on to perhaps a closer matchup. This is an eight seed versus a nine seed. We have She's Always a Woman going up against Say Goodbye to Hollywood. And this one, we're going to be starting off with Kelly.
2: So this was pretty much an instantaneous one for me. I love songs that are really meta, so things about the music industry, um, and books about authors, things like that. And so for me, it was an easy, an easy one to go with. Say goodbye to Hollywood. Um, I also really don't care for She's Always a Woman. It's super boring to me. When you talk about like a one-note song um that one is kind of just meh like nothing about it is super memorable um so yeah I went I went with say goodbye to Hollywood about leaving you know friends behind um as you move from from one um, artistic project to the next um, and I really love that so I went with say goodbye to Hollywood
0: and say goodbye to Hollywood is off to an early one nothing lead we'll head over to Brian
3: um this one I'm kind of in the same boat i'm a little meh i these are both good songs but neither of them are my favorite uh he has some much better love song ballads in his in his repertoire than she's always a woman it's a good song and i do that there are things that about that song that appeal to me uh, in my relationship with my own wife, and in April we will have been married 20 years. Um, Say goodbye to Hollywood. I it's another one that's it's. If I'm listening to Billy Joel and it comes on, I don't skip it, but I don't go looking for it either. Um, it's not a very close. It's not a very. I, I I'm I'm a little apathetic about this one, but. Uh of the two, I do actually like she's always a woman a little bit better. So that one's gonna get my vote here.
0: All right. And uh we've got our first tie of the evening as she's always a one picks up the vote to bring it even. And uh when we run with three, I as the host have the opportunity to uh provide any insights or anything. I'm basically the permanent uh buzzer beater for longtime listeners of Boozy Bracketology, but honestly, this one. I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have a strong sense one way or the other. So I'm just going to hand it off to John to break the tie and uh, take it away.
1: Well, luckily for you, Mike, I do have a strong sense about this one. (laughs) Um, And it's because one of these songs is very personal to me. Um, Back in college, uh, when I met my now wife... Uh, We lived uh, in two separate states. She was going to college in Philadelphia at Temple University, and I was going to college at the University of Georgia at Athens. And I would spend whatever hard-earned money I had to buy a plane ticket every two or three months to fly up to see her. And every time I had to leave her, I would often play Say Goodbye to Hollywood. No, I would not play that song. Uh, I would play She's Always a Woman, and it was uh, a little bit of an emotional tie. It is not his most complex song, but I disagree that he has necessarily better love songs. I think it's an equal love song. So She's Always a Woman gets my vote.
0: All right. And She's Always a Woman will be moving on to the next round to take on We Didn't Start the Fire. And we will be moving on. To our 12-5 matchup. And I mentioned uh, at the outset of this episode. That some of the seeding might surprise you. And this was one, this was the one that really jumped out to me. Uh, in the surprising the seeding. Until John explained his methodology. And it may be a potential 12-5 upset on our hands. We're going to have to see. The number 5 seed here is. You may be right. The number 12 seed is Piano Man. Brian. Take it away.
3: Ah, you're making me start this one. Um... <laughs> Uh, these are two songs that are, let's see, uh, Jeff's not here, so I'm going to go ahead and throw out the iconic word first. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and burst that seal. Um, these are two of his best known, without a doubt. And both of them are some of his best known for good reason. Um, you may be right, I may be crazy, it, but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. Versus the so- the other song that he hates to play because he's so sick of it, and I can understand that. Um, this is this isn't this is not an easy pick, but I think just from my own memories, um, I can remember being in a bar. When one of these came on and all of us drunken idiots were singing this at the top of our lungs (laughs) and just doing the whole swaying back and forth thing as we're singing, sing us a song. You're the piano man. It's just I, I, I can't vote against it. Not in the first round. I piano man's getting my vote.
0: And the 12 seed piano man is off to an early lead aiming for that upset we're gonna go over to john next
4: so this
1: bracket is one of the rare cases and especially for a music bracket where i don't think there's a bad song on this entire bracket i don't think any of his songs are bad they're just ones that i like better or worse than others Hmm. um and when i was a young teenager first discovering uh billy joel uh, for myself, through his uh, Greatest Hits Volumes 1 and 2, and then later Volume 3, which was most of the CDs I owned of Billy Joel, um, I would have absolutely said that Piano Man was my favorite song on there. Um, and then I later kind of discovered you know, more of his, in his deeper songs and, and fell in love with a few other ones. And this one's actually kind of tough. I think they are both great songs. But one of them is definitely more iconic than the other. And I think it's just a little bit better. And I hate to take this away from Kelly, but Piano Man's going to get my vote.
0: And Piano Man will pick up the second vote to be heading off into the next round. I don't know, Kelly, did we get this one right, do you think?
2: Oh, 100%. Brian hit the nail on the head. There is nothing more iconic than standing in a bar with a bunch of your friends drunk off your tail. And mumbling the lyrics to piano man,
0: <laughs>
2: because by that point you've you've lost your words, right? So one hundred percent correct.
0: <laughs> and piano Man will finish the sweep. It is a shame to see you maybe right gone so early though, because that's such a great song, but what a brutal what a brutal matchup. I mean, let's be honest, we've made some. Interesting choices over the history of boozy Bracketology, but I think if we didn't advance Piano Man past the first round in a Best Billy Joel Song bracket, that might take the cake. But that was that Dude, was a wrong. I, one. I I
3: don't know what to say because after listening to Michael Jackson, you guys are just damn <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, again guilt, guilty. Like I said, there were some yeah we've we've made some difficult choices, but it's you know again it's in it's in the motto strong opinions. So. That's just how we roll here. And we're going to be rolling along to the next matchup, which is our four seed. I go to extremes going up against the 13 seed of the entertainer. And we're starting back at the top with John.
1: All right. So this is actually one of the more difficult picks uh, for me. Um, The entertainer is an amazing song. Um, One of the, one of the, one of the few songs that you can uh, whistle and you're actually whistling a part. You're not just <laughs> whistling the melody. Um, it's a, it's a, I love the, the, it being bookended by the slower whistling part and then kind of a more driving center. On the other hand, I actually really like the sort of almost 80s rock vibe of I Go To Extremes. It's a really fun song. And I, I really think, for me, this one is going to come down to personal choice more than, which, more than what I think is the better song. And if, the, um, if my fellow panelists vote the way I think the general public will vote, then I'm going to go ahead and give my vote to the one that I like the best, and that's I Go To Extremes. So at least it will get one,
0: <laughs> and I go to extremes. Picks up its first vote. We're going to see if I go to extremes can go to the sweet sixteen. Kelly, you're up.
2: So this this one was harder than I anticipated it being, um, because I there are there are several Billy Joel songs that have a a whole lifetime of the narrator in them, and the entertainer is one of them. Um, it starts when he's you know, he's young, he's fresh, he's hip, he's what everybody's listening to. And then you talk about how eventually he's, he's that bargain bin guy, right? And, and you're at the end. And if you can't stay on the charts, then then your, your career is over. And I love that lifetime in a song concept. Um, but I Go To Extreme speaks to me as a person who tends to see things in the extreme um, quite often. But I'm going to have to go with with the the whole lifetime in a song of the Entertainer,
0: and the Entertainer pulls even with I go to extremes. Ah, oh, this is another tough one, uh, Brian. I I don't know how you make this decision. I love both of these songs, and I don't I don't think there's a there's a clear choice. I I will throw out there that I'm kind of in John's boat. Uh, i i think i i just like i go to extremes a little better cuz i like that 80s rock sort of vibe that it has but uh that's just personal preference so really what i want to hear is your personal preference break the tie
3: all right i so this was one i i i actually i want to start off so i've done a few uh brackets here on boozy bracketology and i've listened to a lot more <laughs> this is one of the f- this, this one might be the, the the bracket that I'm involved with that I know every entry the hmm. best. Uh, I have been a Billy Joel fan for a very long time. Probably all, longer than some of you have been alive. But... <laughs> <laughs> not pointing any fingers. Um, uh, this I, I actually very much love the Stormfront album. And I almost raised a fuss that be, that I, I I go to extremes. I really like that song. It's not my favorite uh, of the the love song ish songs on Stormfront. Uh, I I almost raised a fuss to, to argue to put Shameless onto this list, but I kind of I I thought about it and went well knowing what it's up against it's not I mean even if it gets in it's only going to it's probably going to get voted out in the first round so I didn't bother Um, but that said I also really like I go to extremes Um, it speaks to me and the choices I have made in my own life (laughs) Uh, and I'm with Kelly that I really like the story songs where we get to hear how everything goes in the life of the entertainer Um, both of these songs speak to me on personal levels, but in very different ways. Um, this is, this is a very hard choice, but I mean, in, in, in the grand scheme, I don't think either ones, whichever one we send, I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot knowing what it's going to going up against. (laughs) So I think for that reason, I'm going to go to extremes. That's getting my vote.
0: All right. But uh, I go to extremes does pick up that second vote. And as Brian alluded to, we'll be heading into the sweet 16 to face off against Piano Man. That's a uh, it's a brutal matchup. We'll have to see how that one goes in the next episode. Uh...
4: Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D R A U G H T D A Z E. It's a pun, it's a beer pun.
0: But in the meantime, we will be moving on to our next matchup. This, these just don't get any easier Uh, these. So our number six seed is going to be a matter of trust. Number 11 seed is pressure and uh, Kelly, no pressure. We are going to put our trust in you as we (laughs) hand it off to make this pick.
2: Awesome. Um, So I'm, I'm a little like Brian. Um, I'm a, kind of disappointed that my favorite of the billy joel love songs is not on this list at all Mm. um and that's as so it goes um so it was it was hard for me to see all of the other kind of love songs um like a matter of trust um (laughs) without without being able to vote for my favorite um but i have a um, a list. Uh, I build all of my playlists based on the the mood that I want to feel when I'm listening to it. Um, so there's ugly cry, there's cranky millennial, which is like disturbed and God's <laughs> Godsmack and all kinds of like crazy stuff. Um, but I have one that's just for when you've got too much feeling and and too much energy in your brain, um, and you need to find a release valve for all of that pressure. Um, so I went with pressure for this one
0: and pressure the 11th seed is out to an early one nothing lead. Let's check in with Brian.
3: All right. Um I I think John had it right earlier that there is not a bad song on this entire bracket. And there are I, I we've got 32 songs here. There's a hell of a lot more than 32 songs that could have made the cut. Mhm. And I I yeah there's personal favorites that that's like oh i, I would have liked to see this on here but we didn't get it and i understand i i'm not I, make no mistake i am not complaining about the choices that were made john at all um this one is actually kind of easy for me um pressure a good song uh, a matter of trust is a good song But one of them is one of my favorites. The other one is just another one of those. It's a good song, but it's not one that I regularly get into my rotation. Uh, So I sorry, John, I'm going to take the the choice away from you here. But pressure is absolutely getting my vote here.
0: And pressure take picks up that second vote and is going to be heading into the next round. John, do we get this one right? So
1: I want to start off by saying uh, don't don't feel bad at all uh, Brian because I will say the hardest thing in here was deciding what not to include mm-hmm. I was trying to limit it to not having any play in rounds because um, there could have been way too many and so I had to make a decision that okay I've got to just make it 32 and I've got to make yeah. it cut off and there were a lot of songs that even I liked that I was like I can't justify putting it on there because um, he just has such a wide discography mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. singles it was very tough um, but Mike to your question yes I actually think we absolutely got this right a Matter of Trust is a fine song, and I love listening to it when it comes on. But I don't know anyone who doesn't air accordion, the bum 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 part, because that's just... it's It just ingrains itself in you. So I absolutely think that we got this one right with pressure.
0: All right. Pressure finishes off the sweep, taking away... uh the pressure on itself for now, but we'll see what pressure we can put on it for next. All right. The, the pressure thing. I, I'm just going to let that, that one slide. It's, it's, it's played out. <laughs> <laughs> let it die, Mike. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to, and they can't all be winners, right? Um, Not to mention, I, I don't think I mentioned that this triple IPA is a, not my first beverage of the night and, and B 9% alcohol by volume. So
2: that's almost wine. Good Lord.
0: I, yeah. It, it's right. it's, would you it's like a slice good. of beer? <laughs> 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 I actually had an 11 percenter that I could have grabbed, but it's it's just not cold enough for an Imperial Stout. Anyway, uh, at least I think I'm not slurring. In, in my head, I'm not. We're going to move on to our next our next matchup. Uh, this is, for a 14 three seed, I think this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, and We're going to see how it plays out. The number three seed is My Life. The number 14 seed is Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Brian, get us started.
3: Um, dude, I I you keep hitting me with like the really hard choice stuff here that I have to go first.
0: Not intentional. Um
3: I now it's all good. Uh yeah, these are two great songs. Um scenes from an Italian restaurant. Brenda and Eddie. And I had to look it up. Did he say Brenda? <laughs> is Brenda and Eddie. <laughs> yes. Were the popular steadies. All right. And then, of course, we have My Life, which was, if I remember correctly, that was the theme music for Bosom Buddies, was it not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I'm old enough that I actually remember watching Bosom Buddies on TV on the first run. So very, very young Tom Hanks mm-hmm. in drag. <laughs> and uh, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant was one that I was not familiar with uh, early. My first encounter with Scenes from an Italian Restaurant actually was uh, I was in a community theater group and we were doing auditions for a play and one of the guys did that song.
0: Hmm.
3: And I'm listening to this and it's okay. This is interesting. And okay. Okay. We're wrapping up and wait, what? And off we went in a whole different direction with a whole new thing. And I, am going, what the hell is this song, man? And I looked it up later and I, have come to enjoy the song and I do like the song, but I'm going to have to give my vote to, uh, Buffy and Hildy and go with my life.
0: (laughs) My life picks up its first vote, John.
1: Well, I was hoping I wasn't going to have to um, make this particular argument so early, but I think My Life is a great song. And Teenage John um, really identified with the words uh, I don't care anymore. This is my life. But Scenes from an Italian Restaurant is my absolute favorite Billy Joel song of all time. <laughs> And it was not one that I enjoyed early, much like Brian. It took time. It took multiple listens. Um, It took uh, me going through a complete college music education course to really kind of appreciate what all he's done. And it has become my absolute favorite one of his entire discography. Um, I guess kind of as a plea to Kelly, this is a story. It is a full story in pieces. it is an opera, a stage play, a musical, whatever you want to say in your head to identify with it, but it is a whole movement from beginning to end. And it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Scenes from an Italian restaurant is definitely getting my vote.
0: And once again, we have a one-to-one tie as we head into our final panelist. And I have the opportunity to say a little something I love both these songs. Uh, there's a theme here. Uh, it's, it's already been said there's not a bad song on this entire bracket. Uh, there is a niceness to getting to be the host in this one because I don't have to make these decisions. My life was a song that it's, I don't know if it's the first song I remember hearing and going, that's Billy Joel. And I really like this song. And I think I really like this Billy Joel character, but, um, that's what I think of when I think of my life, and to John's point, it really did play into my sense of rebellion at the time, but scenes from Italian restaurant is scenes from an Italian restaurant it is it's just an opus, it's wonderful uh so kelly you're you're gonna choose how you're gonna choose, and I don't really personally think you can make a wrong choice um You went with, the well, you know, you had your choice between a bottle of red and a bottle of white, and you went with the bottle of white, so uh, we already know how you go there. (laughs) How are you going to go with this uh, choice between my life and Scenes from an Italian restaurant?
2: Well, perhaps a bottle of rosé instead, but (laughs) um, I don't know, John, I I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you. I would argue that Scenes from an Italian restaurant is four movements, not one, Hmm. but that's what (laughs) I love most about it. um. (laughs) Despite the fact that not only was I not alive in the summer of 75, my parents weren't married yet. Um, they were still in high school, as a matter of fact. Uh, so my parents could have been Brenda and Eddie, um, except for the fact that they are still the popular studies at now forty-one, forty-two 42 years of marriage as of this summer. Um, I fell in love with scenes from an Italian restaurant three separate times before I realized they were all the same song. Hmm. Um, I have had the good fortune of listening to Billy Joel since birth. Um, He was already well-established by the time that I came along. Um, And when I figured out that Scenes from an Italian restaurant was actually all one big song and not three separate ones, I was already hooked. Um, And so I will wholeheartedly agree with John here that it's, it's Scenes from an Italian restaurant, number one in my heart.
0: And the 14 seed is. I had a sneaking suspicion Wood would uh, is going to pull off the upset over my life. Uh, since this is an audio medium, when John made his vote, I saw Kelly kind of pumping her her fists. So I had a <laughs> I, again had a pretty good idea of where her vote was yeah. going. But uh, we like to hold on to the suspense for our listeners. There,
3: uh, I have no poker face.
0: Oh, hey, that's that's <laughs> completely fine.
3: And I have no I have no hard feelings about that one at all. I I completely get it.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. I, I again it's just this is these are 32 great songs, so they're having a lot of tough choices and, and here's another one. <laughs> we're going to move on to this matchup of the seven seed, the longest time, and the ten seed, don't ask me why. John, you're getting us started here.
1: All right. So this one actually is fairly tough for me. Um not because either of these songs are particularly my favorite songs, but I think both of these songs are fairly equal. Um if we're if we were ranking, you know, his his music from top to bottom, these probably would both be somewhere um somewhere around the middle. I think they're both fantastic songs. I don't skip either of them when they come on. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of go with which one of these do I Listen to more, or am I more likely to sing along with? And while "Don't Ask Me Why" is just fine, I love singing along with the beginning of "The Longest Time." Uh, great little the acapella parts and stuff. It's just it's just a lot of fun. So the longest time is gets my gets my vote.
0: Longest time picks up its first vote, Kelly.
2: So I'm in the same boat as John here. They're kind of both middle of the pack. Neither is really stand out in terms of, um, like, chart toppers or popularity or knowledge, you know, in the zeitgeist of of knowing all the words. Um, But one of the two does hold a very special place in my heart. I spent six years going to choir camp, hashtag nerd. um, (laughs) And we obviously were segregated, boys in one bunkhouse, girls in the other. Um, but every year there was a tradition um, that the boys would practice all week long during camp, and they would come and serenade the girls' bunkhouse um, on the last night of camp with an acapella version of The Longest Time. So I'm going to have to exclude Brian, sorry, um, and also cast my vote for The Longest Time.
0: <laughs> the Longest Time. Picks up the second vote to move it into the next round, but we would never exclude Brian. We still want to hear uh, what, what he has to say about this particular matchup. <laughs>
3: um, that, there are days when you should absolutely exclude me because I'm <laughs> talking out my ass. But I, I don't think you got this wrong. Um, it's a, a lot of this is going to come down to personal choices. Um, both of these are... I, actually, I think pretty much every song on this list uh my vocal range is pretty much i billy joel is right in my sweet spot, sweet spot in my own vocal range and i haven't done every single one of these at karaoke but i've done most of them <laughs> i have definitely but done both the longest time and don't ask me why um one of those absolutely gets a whole lot more response from the room mm. If the if you get those first little do, 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 and it starts in the whole room immediately perks up and starts going whoa and <laughs> everybody the whole room will jump right in. Oh, so long I yeah. Longest time gets the vote. We got it right.
0: Longest time completes the sweep. Heading into the round of 16, and we're gonna find out who it's gonna face off against. In this, our final matchup of the evening, will it be the number two seed of Uptown Girl, the number fifteen seed of The Night Is Still Young? Uh, Kelly, take us away on this one.
2: So we've talked a lot about how there's there's no bad songs on this list, and I have to I have to admit something here. Um, the Night Is Still Young is the only one that I couldn't remember enough of and had to actually go and listen to again. Everything else, I could hear the entire song in my head, um, except for The Night of Still Young. It's not one that comes up for me very often. It's not a super popular one. Um, on the other hand, the two seed, Uptown Girl, is everyone knows it. Everyone knows every word, um, and it's popular for a reason. Um, I'm going to have to go with with Uptown Girl here, just because every word is kind of branded forever um in the in the mind so uptown girl has my vote
0: and uptown girl picks up its first vote as we head over to brian
3: i i learned something interesting while reading up on this uh i did not realize that the night is still young was part was was released as a new song on his greatest greatest hits volume one and two album. I, I had forgotten that. I, I knew it hmm. back in the day, but I had forgotten that. Um, and the other one was You're Only Human, which I don't know if that one made the cut. Um, hmm. Only Human. Yes. I thought I saw that one yeah. on here. It's big, on the yep, other yep, side yes, of the bracket. It's on the other bracket. Yep. Okay, cool. So um, I, I do like the song very much, but Uptown Girl is just yeah um yeah this is really not a contest on this one Uptown Girl definitely deserves to move on here and let's just go ahead and sorry John but yeah it's I'm, I'm definitely voting for Uptown Girl here
0: and Uptown Girl is definitely moving into the Sweet 16 want to hear from John though how do you feel about this one
1: uh, we one hundred percent got this one right. The Night is still young is a fine song, but uptown girl it's 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 almost in the same vein as the longest time, and that <laughs> it's not that one's not exactly acapella, but almost in your head it is yes. it could be, and so the matchup of this in the next you know in the next uh the, whatever that is, elite eight, whatever we're at, I'm not sure um that one's actually gonna be a, a tougher match, I think. Um, but for this one, we absolutely got it right. Uptown Girl deserved to, to move on.
2: It's the wo woes, the woo-woos, the na-na's, and the hey hey's. Like Joel <laughs> is the king of the non-lyric lyric.
3: Uh you know, we're we're going doo-wop versus doo-wop here. It, it's
0: mm-hmm. yes. Well, it's it's the innocent man album face off uh, in, yep. in the next round, too. So that'll get really interesting. But yes, Uptown Girl does complete the first half of our Sweet Sixteen, as we come to the end of this particular episode, I've, for whatever reason, I was just sitting here thinking that I'm fairly certain the first version of Uptown Girl I heard was actually the Chipmunks. Um, <laughs> I, I might I might be wrong about that, but I was I was not raised I was not raised on 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 popular music. I I, I told my mom earlier today that I was doing a uh, best Billy Joel song bracket, and uh, she says, "Yeah, I can only name." One song, Tiny Dancer.
2: Oh no! Yeah,
0: I I love, my, I love I love my mother, but she's just she was never keyed into to the pop music scene. Oh, so, uh, she's gonna kill me for telling that story, but uh, I don't I don't mean I don't mean to embarrass her. I was just like that was really that was really funny, but she so I, as we as we kept discussing, she, I just realized that she had just mixed up Elton John and Billy Joel in her head, but. Yeah, Yeah. that was funny. Anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, as I said, we have finished up the first half of our Sweet 16 matchup, uh, which is going to be, uh, just as a quick recap, uh, the number one seed, We Didn't Start the Fire, easily dispatched Captain Jack, and is going to be heading up against She's Always a Woman in the next round. Piano Man pulled off the 12-5 upset, and will be taking on the number four seed, I Go To Extremes. Pressure pulled off a mild upset as an 11 seed over the six seed, a matter of trust. And we'll be going up against uh, what I would say so far is the Cinderella of this particular bracket, the lowest seed that we'll be advancing the 14 seed of scenes from an Italian restaurant. And our final matchup for the sweet 16, the longest time versus uptown girl. As I said, the uh, matchup of the songs from an, the, an, the Anne Innocent Man album it just comes off weird when I say it that way. But, That's what we have to look forward to two episodes from now in the next episode, we will be deciding the other half of our sweet 16. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, In the meantime, uh, if you like what we're doing here at boozy bracketology, a couple things you can do. uh, Certainly if you have the financial means to do so, you can head over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash PTEBB. We have several different levels of support uh, that you can uh, tap into there. And you're getting something for your your support too. We have bonus content that drops constantly. Uh, and all of that money goes straight back into making this show a better experience for all involved. Uh, otherwise, you can find all of our stuff, merch, uh, all of our socials, everything at P-T-E-B-B-B. Yeah, strike that, reverse it. P-T-E-B-B.com. I got a little zealous with the B's there. is your host is your source for everything. Not just boozy bracketology, but uh, pub trivia experience and the increasingly expanding PTE network. You can find all of that stuff there. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna uh, go around to our panelists real quick and find out if they have anything they would like to plug, starting off with John.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna use this opportunity to plug uh, the end of one of my podcasts. Um, Adam and I uh, have been doing the Blast From Our Past podcast for almost six years at this point, uh, and it is coming to an end. Uh, So we are closing in on our final episode, which will be episode 300. It'll be out sometime in December. Um, And unfortunately, just due to uh, time constraints and uh, uh, Adam is going back to school to get his master's, uh, we needed to cut some time, and we honestly didn't want to cut the trivia one. (laughs) So I'll plug that one next time. Um, but if you are interested at all in any kind of nostalgic uh, media, television, movies, albums, anything like that, head on over to The Blast From Our Past podcast, which you can go to bfopnetwork.com to find.
0: Well, good good, good for Adam, but uh, bad for the rest of us. Uh, sorry to see that one go, but uh, also happy that you're going to continue to maintain the trivia podcast. Um, lots, of, lots of great content over there. Be sure to check that out. Uh, Kelly, you have anything to plug?
2: I don't. I feel like I'm the only person in like, this whole community, extended community of, of people that doesn't have a side gig. <laughs> um, so instead, I will just plug a little personal thing of mine. Um, don't forget to date your spouse. Uh, I always I always call out my husband on all of these podcasts um because I mean he's he's the light of of my world and I really appreciate everything he does and I think maybe sometimes it's a good reminder that you can continue to date your spouse after you've been together for a decade or more so yeah date your
0: spouse amen to that and and a brief shout out to my wife for uh putting the uh, both the girls down to bed uh against the possible screams of where's daddy, where's daddy uh, so that I could do this recording too as well. So I second everything that Kelly just said uh, with regards to my wife and I'm sure her husband too, because I'm sure he's a delightful person <laughs> oh, yes. and Brian, anything you'd like to plug?
3: Um, well, okay. Yeah. Kelly, I, I said it earlier, but yeah, April will be 20 years that I've been married to my best friend, So I absolutely take that one to heart too um you can find me on thursday nights on twitch hanging out with my good friend lk jeremy on his twitch stream and we do something called geek trivia it's this dumb thing i do where we we run a (laughs) trivia podcast or not not a podcast but my pub trivia game that i ran the previous week we do it online and do it again so um you can find me there but i i will give wholehearted support to both john and to mike and the crew uh throwback trivia takedown is my sister's favorite uh trivia <laughs> podcast i'm still trying to talk Aww. her into getting on there <laughs> she's she's scared i i will i will uh I, I will publicly call her out on that one but um yeah throwback trivia takedown is amazing uh pte is amazing boozy bractology, it's just awesome and then, of course, we got the brand new Verboten, which is also pretty damn sweet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, support 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 your uh, your people making media because they uh, they appreciate it.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. We we enjoy the hell out of bringing all this content to y'all. We uh, we hope that. Uh... You enjoy listening to it as well. Uh, We're going to sign off for this particular episode, though. Be sure to tune in next time for the second half of the round of 32 as we finalize the Sweet 16 in the best Billy Joel song bracket. Until then, I have been your host, Mike.
3: I was John. I was Kelly. I was, am, and forever will be Brian.
0: Have a good one, everybody.